Hello there, welcome to this week's Bet McLean Football Show. It's Irish Cup semi-final weekend and we preview the fixtures in the company of the Balna Mallard boss Harry McConkey and Korean striker Owen Bradley. Harry, Owen, you're very welcome. Tell us about Balna Mallard. Yeah, what do you want to do? <laughs> Well, first and foremost, you're, Fermanagh, you're down in Fermanagh. This gentleman calls you the nicest guy in football. Mind you, in saying that, he probably calls a few people that. But anyway, Harry, he, he speaks of you very highly. It's great to meet you today. And of course, um, all things are going well. We've got a semi-final of the Cup this weekend. and You must be excited. Yeah, it's a, it's a really, really good time down home at the moment, you know. Um, you know, everybody was, it's well documented, the sort of start we had to the season. And, and uh, was this going to be a slip from one league to another, you know? Um, then in January we get a wee lift and we, we, we do so well in December, get ourselves into the top six. And then you're thinking, wait, Irish Cup Day comes around. I always loved Irish Cup Day. Even, you know, myself as a, a young boy watching cup finals and Jimmy Cleary was a big hero of mine too, you know, and going to those, he, he not think there's too big an age gap between us, but there is. And uh, I always remember, you know, the big blues, Linfield fans. And it was like, you know, a different world for me from, from watching those and going to those cup finals. And um, now to think that, you know, we're 90 minutes away from that, magical day you know um, I went there as a player I was the semi-finals here we played uh, the famous Raymond McCoy semi-final you know which Jim Hagen who that is the nicest guy in football by the way if you know <laughs> Jim Hagen but uh, he was our manager player manager and I can still see him here looking at in the pitch in that top corner we're pushing it 2-1 Hardy Paul Hard Paul Hardy just got us back in the game we were 2-0 down and um Jim tries a wee ball to slip a ball through, you know, because he was the total footballer too. And in the last third of the pitch, he, but they intercept it and there's a counter-attack and it's McCoy and he's on his horse. And away he goes, John Heron tries to get him on the halfway line almost, but he scores a wonderful goal, you know. And, uh, but it was heartbreaking for us because 3-1, that was us dead and buried. And, um, but yeah, the next time back here, that was the, semi, that was the semi-final. So it was, it was, I remember seeing Jim going out of the stadium with his um, wife and family. And he literally, he wasn't even driving, he was in the back of the car. And I just know what it meant to him, you know, that uh, we were so close to that and we, and we missed out on it. And he took it, I think, very personally just because of the nature of that last goal. And yet it was a piece of magic by McCoy. Not too many people had done what, what Remy did. So myself back again, 2000 and 2007 with, with Dungannon in the final as coach. And my son um, was on the pitch that day too. So, and we lost it in penalty kicks. You know, so but but, the but it's never let me lose the love of the the competition. So yes, to be part of it in the last four out of 126 teams, sure, it's fantastic. It's the biggest day for the club in the club's history, really. Before we concentrate just on the game, can, can you tell us a wee bit about your league form? I mean, falling out of the Premier League, I know you were gutted. A lot of a lot of players were gutted, albeit people make make the big long journey down all this nonsense. But it's a great day out for the fans as well down at Ballin and to not having you guys in the top flight. So the bounce, I mean, the likelihood of bouncing back up is not going to happen this season. I suppose that was the the aim of the game. Are you disappointed with where you are in the league? No, I remember being in here at the launch of the championship and people will tell you that when Roy Walker, I think, was interviewing me and, and I said, my, and he said to me before I actually, we, we came up to, to do the, the, the start of the show, if you like, or the launch rather, he, uh, at that time he said to me, Harry, your biggest, biggest challenge this season will be managing expectations. And that was true because people saw this great burst that we put in, I came in the 15th of March last year, you know, and the idea was I'll stay that. Well, I say that I felt I could only commit to the 28th of April. I had the international team in May, 
I had a major surgery in my ankle in June and I literally had my holidays planned in June as well. And I thought, whoever comes into Ballymore is going to have to build, you know, because if, if we go down, if we do go down, and I can't be the person to do that because I literally felt the commitments I had, I couldn't do it. Um, but we lost um, 14 players, you know, and that is for any team and a squad of that. So, we, and then I had to drive to places like I was up... Um, I was Donegal, I was Cavan, I was Derry, I was Belfast, trying to hold on to, if you like, save the wreckage. But the players, there was a temptation to go to naturally. Any player wants to play in the top level of their game. There was a financial issue with us going down as well. So long story short, I had to uh, wait on certain people. Um, people come back from Canada, people come back from America, people who were injured to come back. So that initial start was a real rough, rough time. But... Uh, I did read out to the boys. Not too many footballers study the old um, poetry, as you'll know, Stevie, but Rudyard Kipling's line, you know, keep your head when others are losing theirs. I saw in the Daily Mail going to play a friendly against Uri in pre-season with a squad that I knew was, was, well, let's just say, very tired from hard training sessions, but also maybe not as good as Uri. So I opened up now with Serena Williams. pictures, And the idea of this poem of Rudyard Kipling's was that he was, that, she, that it was meant to be some hint that it was racist. And the, the article was about that, but it, it went through the poem. And I cut out the poem because one, Roger Kipling's ancestral home is Ballin Mallard. And it's one of the most famous poems called If. There's 300 words in it. And in that, if you carry that poem, I said the boys around you every day, you know, it wouldn't matter if you had no uh, belief system. That would be the one thing to guide you through to keep going. It's about hard work and it's about bloody determination. And it's, it's again related to, to war as such. But... It's a, so many good lessons in it. But, you know, don't be dealing in lies. You know, don't get too carried away with triumph and disaster. You treat both with the same. And that's what I've had to do. So we were in a bit of a disastrous situation. My job was trying to motivate what I had, hold on to what I had, and try and get them kick-started uh, in a very difficult league. I mean, we came here that day, the launch, and I laughed. It, it was... Um, Braniff gets up, you know. And again, and the, obviously there was a scene about Lauren and everything else. And it, it, I think Roy was asking him to put it down. So Anthony said, first thing he said, something to him. And he goes, no, that's because Lauren must have lost my number. <laughs> you know, he thought, again, Lauren were able to buy whoever they wanted to buy. And they, they, so um, we, we thought, you need to put it down, the Lauren's. And we know now Corey's qualities have been able to recruit players from, and he's in a catchment area, which we don't have. But I knew when you started to see that, that the quality that was coming to the league, it was going to be a core challenge for us to get Top six. So with, 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 with that horrendous start, where you are now, you're in the semi-final of the Irish Cup. I mean, you must be proud of your lads. You must be proud of what you're doing. And I suppose you'll leave the league for next season. You'll come back at it in a totally different position than you were. Um, so this weekend, get the game done. Enjoy the moment. How will you calm the boys down to make sure that they turn up and actually give up their best? Yeah, that's, you, you know, that is... A, uh, <laughs> If every manager knew that quality, because you're absolutely right, you can you can prepare as meticulously as you want. You can do all your your hard work on the training pitch. You can, but when you get out there, it comes from within and how you handle that. And there's no doubt about it. I have great spine to my team, and John, you know, John Connolly uh, keeps her, you know, the young lads at the back very composed, and, and they've got a great consistency with him. You have, you know, Richard Clark, who is a model pro and again has a wonderful ability to keep the ball for you and is to me the thermostat of our team 
you then have got Ryan Campbell who again has been round uh, literally round a corner he's been round many a centre half too and uh, you, you know there's times you think he's not getting there and he gets there and uh, but he leads the line for us well so Jay McCartney's another wonderful lad in there teams in terms of experienced players I'm talking here um, and then alongside you have a balance of youth and you are hoping that the young boys sometimes don't have any fear they just go and express themselves you know they have that wee bit of naivety but you're hoping then the experience of the other lads say no listen we've been here before um, this season I don't care whether you're a youth or a senior player what my lads have come through this season and realised you can be right down on your very you know uppers in terms of you know you haven't won 11 games how do you get out of this and by January you've escaped you've been through literally beating Lawrence of this world beating Port of Downs you know they've beaten all the big big boys so then from a very low to a very um what I say very satisfying position they realise that story of Roger Kipling says you keep going just you keep going and in this game just like Dungan I mean I thought we were first half we're not in the game I thought the second half we're very good here we've come back and we're 1-1 and then we get a great header from Josh McElwain which is a Gordon Banks type save which was never shown by the media but we were at that stage pushing to go 2-1 but Ali Taggart comes on and he you know my wife was up me to try and get to the theatre that night and I remember saying to her saying what happens if there's extra time when I don't you be worried there'll be no extra time <laughs> so when Ali Taggart scores I'm going well at least Rosie would be happy anyway if <laughs> nobody else is I'll make the theatre and they're doing so he puts the ball in you go 2-1 at that stage with eight minutes to go but I got a wee twinkle from Clarkie he caught his eye and at the time I remember looking going we've done think worse bigger things than this 10, 10 minutes to go and the boys give it everything and we, we come back to 2-2 it's, it's and just great can you beat Warren Point, Harry? That's what everyone wants to know. Of course we can. Of course we can, yeah. But d that challenge is massive. It's massive. And I just When I say that because we can, because let's face it, in the game of football, there's been bigger shocks. We've beaten Dungannon. Mm -hmm. and that doesn't go that we just go and repeat that performance. There's so many things can happen in the game. But it would be foolish to, th to say that you, you couldn't beat them, you know. So... Um, we've had them very well uh, scrutinised and watched and, and we have great admiration for them but we have no fear of them no, no. and prefer this time around not to take the penalty kicks like in the last round yeah for my heart I definitely picked you know yourself that's crazy absolutely crazy and, and I saw John save the first one you know that's wow but whenever Ryan O'Reilly who's been one of the best players on the pitch and his is saved uh, and you're looking up and you're thinking of uh, we joy um Charles, you know, he's a wonderful strike of the ball. He had a free kick in the game itself, which wasn't far away. But, you know, and, and, and the Cub misses it. Just no logic. And then big Josh McElwain, who I thought was really good for us in the second half and extra time. But I thought, whoa, this is a big test for his nerve. And he tucked a beautiful penalty in. So, yeah, penalties are, are not easy to watch. Oh, and he's practicing penalties this week yourselves? No, I haven't been practicing penalties in that. Uh... But look, it's, it's that kind of game against Crusaders that could go all the way, you know what I mean? Uh, I could have the type of learn type feel about it, you know, want the extra time in that there. So, But look, we're looking forward to it and we know it's, it's no mean feat beating Crusaders, but uh, it'll be tough, but sure, 
we give it all we have. It's not really competition, you know. Absolutely. Let's go back to that Lauren game. What was it like to come through that? Because you, you were down for a considerable period of the match to come through that, come out the other side. And the thing about the Lauren thing is, obviously, it was played at Infra Park that particular night. They had a massive crowd there. You guys had a, a good away support too. But, you know, everyone was talking about Lauren. Everyone's been talking about Lauren, what's been going on there. You sort of licked the sugar off their bonnet bit that evening, didn't you? Well, to be fair, in the first half, they could have been three or four nil up. We were, we were very, very poor in the first half. And I don't know what it was, but in the second half, we, we got on half time and we kind of just dusted ourselves down and kind of said, look, we've nothing to lose. But the way we came back, it showed the, like, the qualities we have. And to be fair, two or three times this year, have been a couple of goals down and we've come back really well. But that's given us a lot of belief. But say we probably get the hardest throw on the, from the last four. But anyway, you have to play, you have to, whether it's a semi-final or final, you have to play Crusaders anyway. So... Look, we'll see, we're looking forward to it. Don't want to play us either, you know, so it'll be, it'll be a good game now. We'll go on to your personal thoughts on the Cup because you've had a pretty decent run in the last lot of years. But in terms of, uh, in terms of, uh, of Coleraine, four games, the last four games, two wins, two defeats, um, what's the inconsistency down to? I don't know because last year we were very consistent. That was one of our biggest, that was one of our biggest attributes last year. But this year it just seems to be we've won on two games or three games and then we're lost in two or three. And like Rodney's talked about it a whole lot of times. But like last week against Antichip, we were, we were terrible. You know, and for, like even Rodney said it in the paper, for 93 minutes, it's the worst 93 minutes of his football like, you know, managing career. You know what I mean? But it wasn't good to play in either. But then the week before we beat New York 4 1, we were very good. But as I say, I can't put a finger on this year whether it's just the amount of people coming in and the whole new setup. But you can't really use that as an excuse because every Saturday you should go out and give your all. But look, it's one of them things. But as I say, whenever it comes to Saturday at half five, it'll just be, I think it'll be a different game, a different kettle of fish. I'm just starting to wonder, Owen, have Coleraine become a big game team? Like, when I think of Owen Bradley, I always think this guy is the ultimate big game hunter. That's what you've put the scud on me now. <laughs> no, but it's true. Like, listen, you've, you're going for your fourth Irish Cup final in a row. Whenever you play the big games, you always deliver. I talk to defenders around the league and they would say you're one of the hardest forwards to play against. So has that almost transmitted itself to the whole team? Will you turn up even more for the big games, do you think, this season? Well, I, I kind of looked that way this season, but personally, my, myself, like, uh, the bigger the, uh, the way I always look at it, the bigger the game, the better, you know what I mean? Yeah, you want to be playing semi-finals and finals in front of three and 4,000, you know, 5,000 people. You want to be playing out there, you know what I mean? So, I say it's something, that, uh, personally, I think it's something to look forward to, but we have been really inconsistent in the league from the start of the year, but at the end of the day, whenever it comes to the Irish Cup, it's, it's not about football, and I think it really suits us, it suits our team, you know what I mean? I say, hopefully I'm not putting their scud on us but I think it's sort of the way we play and the style of the, the mentality of our players you know what I mean they'll go out and give it everything even there's no, like that last day against Lawrence Pete said there you're 2-0 down you know you're down and out more or less and like, we just found a way to come back and I say hopefully that'll stick to us for Saturday evening you know? that night you and Jamie McGonagall were outstanding uh, it was good it was good to play on it and I say Jamie come on he's probably hard done by not starting but to be fair to him whenever he came on he, he was first class you know I have to ask him a few referees haven't um, exactly been kind to you this no, season. Definitely not. Um, w- what do you make of it? Because they've been booking you for diving. 
give us your thoughts on that. What do you think of, of those decisions? And, and are you a diver, I guess? Well, no, I'm definitely not a diver. But as I say, like, two or three times there, I've come home there and watched the highlights on TV. And like, I think it was one against Balamini there a couple of weeks ago. Your man had me around the waist. Like, and it's, it's hard. I know the, the way I play, it's, I'm a physical player, you know what I mean? And I know it's not easy for referees to, you know, but I'd rather let them go both ways rather than give freeze against me or give, you know, give me the free. But some of the decisions at times is like a you see some of the players on other teams getting some of the easiest frees and then I have to like be half kilt or men hanging <laughs> off the back of you getting a free but look that's that's the way it is that's football I've I done it for years in the Gaelic it's the same sort of thing so well just step me now but as I say hopefully I'll not come into it on Saturday evening you know I want to bring up just something that happened at the club a matter of weeks back there was a young there's a young fan who was being bullied at school and you brought, brought him down in the training uh, I thought that was absolutely superb yeah it was, it was good it was good for him he's come down a couple of times you know and as far as I kind of put up on Twitter and myself, two or three of us, Stephen O'Donnell and Stephen Larry, we just tweeted him and just said, and then, look, this shouldn't be happening. And then Stephen O'Donnell says, look, when you bring him down to train and that, because I think he's a, he's a goalkeeper and he's mad after Chris John. So he comes down there a couple of nights, maybe a Tuesday night, and he kicks about with the boys and goes and with Chris. And it's good too, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, we don't, you don't want to see anybody getting hurt. And like at that age, you know what I mean, I'll give him a boost and hopefully I'll, he'll remember it for the rest of his days, you know. So that's just always great intention. That was good, football. it was very good. Class. A great, a great, great story. Um, so anyway, this weekend, we, I want to just talk to you about your personal association with the Cup. Because said you're going for your fourth final. You've won two, you've lost one. Um, the, the, the Irish Cup is special for every football fan, but, but to play on those occasions to win must be amazing. I'm sure at the back of, the mind, at the back of your mind it's the loss that continually drives you on, not to yeah. put yourself in that position again. Well, that's the two years ago. Well, three years ago with Glavin, that was my first one. You know, I mean, it's your first year. You didn't really think much about it. You turned up, and it was great. You know, what I mean, but then whenever like a local club, like Corian, just down the road from myself, like, we we got there two years ago and we got beat in the final. And we never like Longfield totally dominated. So we never done ourselves any justice at all. And then the season we had last year it was just like everybody just knows the season we had. It just went from there to there to there. You know what I mean? And to cap it off on the Irish Cup, and myself scoring personally, it was it was great. You know, talk us I mean? through the goal again because I'm sure you remember ah. it. <laughs> I was actually I was offside. <laughs> <laughs> was awesome. it was so, a brilliant goal, a great uh, finish. Yeah, just I seen your man slipping, and I could hear everybody hear Owen shouting, and Owen, Owen sent me a Owen sent me a video of the brother having shouting, take it to the corner, take it to the corner. But whenever I seen the space I had in front of me, I just cut on. I could see Rory Hurt and come behind me. I knew he wasn't going to catch me, so I just got cut on time and just dangled over the keeper. And then it was great to get, it was great to get scored that if, time. If you hadn't scored, I would love to have heard what would have happened in the dressing room. After <laughs> do, 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 do you know? Do you know what though? Um, everyone talks about Owen's strength and his power. But he's a very subtle finisher, you know. Um, whenever he's on one-on-ones, you, you love the wee dink, don't you? Uh, a couple of times I've done it there. I've done it there a couple of weeks ago, against thing, but have you seen me in tune some nights? You wouldn't think I was a good finisher, <laughs> I can tell you. This is the Bet McLean Football Show from Cool FM. Only a number of fixtures, a short amount of fixtures to go through. Obviously, we've got the semi-finals at the Irish Cup. We'll come on to you in a second. But we do have uh, a rearranged game in the Danske Bank Premiership. That's right, Cliftonville play Glentoran. Um, it's an important game for both clubs because they're obviously um, hoping to get into the European playoffs. Cliftonville will be there. Glentoran want to finish seventh. Um, I heard a few things before coming on today, Pete, about stuff that's happening at Glentoran. There's been, a lot, there's been an awful lot of rumours in recent weeks. Yes, and it looks as if the um, inward investment is going to be accelerated. Don't be surprised if there's an announcement next week. But I just want to say um, there's a lot of uncertainty now about Gary Smith's position at the club as manager. And I, I want to go on record and say that um, Gary Smith has stabilised that football club. 
He's just come off the back of their best result of the season, winning at Ballymena United with a lot of young players, a phenomenally good performance. And if Gary Smith isn't Glentoran manager at the start of next season, I think the board have got serious questions to answer. The last time we were here, Pete, I um, applauded the board for um, getting the debts down at the football club, and it's been a horrendous time for them financially. But I think Gary Smith deserves to be treated with respect, as does Paul Lehman. And the players will tell you that they have enjoyed working under him. And um, if things turn out, as I suspect, and perhaps Gary Smith isn't there, I think Glentoran supporters have a right to ask a lot of questions of their board. In terms of prediction, 1-1. 1-1. <laughs> one, one. <laughs> one, one. <laughs> on, that, on that note, um, Harry, what do you think? Well, it's a hard one. For, there's no doubt about it. Paddy McLaughlin's doing a great job at Cliftonville. I know Paddy very well, and I had him in for a wee spell at uh, me out with the international team some years ago. Um, and I think he, he's given them, given Cliftonville a lift. You know, uh, Glen Torn, yeah. Phew. It's a very, very... Uh, there's a wee bit of inconsistency there. That was what you were saying there, Stevie. What a fantastic performance that was. I mean, I think that a lot of people you know, did some injuries, of course, but they threw in the youth and they, they got a great, great response. And I know. think it's fair to say that, that, you know, most people weren't expecting that result. No. Yeah. They, no, they really weren't. Absolutely. And, but it has given them a lift. You know, I think... I would say, yeah, I think Cliff will make good 2-1. 2-1. Go on. Uh, but I think it'll be a little bit far away from Stevens. I think it'll be a draw. See, we played Glentoran's a very hard team to play against. And I just echo what he said there. Gary and Paul's done a fantastic job. You know what I mean? And as you say, the players seem to be enjoying what they're doing. So Glentoran, I think they've improved since the start of the season to now. You know what I mean? And they've brought in a lot of young players and it's the type of football they're playing. So I think it'll be, I think it'll be touch and go. But I think it'll go for a draw. All right, Irish Cup semi-final weekend. We're all very excited. Mm -hmm. Just put us into context. You're from Manorman, Biko. Just put us into context. You know how big a day it will be for Ballina Mallard and for Fermanagh this weekend. Ah, oh, Pete, this is monumental. It really is. It's the first time the club have been in the Irish Cup semi-final. I think it's worth pointing out as well. It's going to be monumental for Warren Point Town too because it's their first occasion. You've heard of David versus Goliath in the cup, Pete. This is David versus David. These two sides are modest teams, um, a lot of brilliant people around the football clubs, players who play the right way, and two managers who I have the utmost respect for. You've got Harry, who I've known for decades and decades and is a true gentleman of the game and respected so much around the game, not just in Fermanagh. And you've got Stephen McDonnell, a young manager, 26 years of age, who has played football the right way. It is such a thrill and a joy to watch Warren Point, and they've got some fabulous players. And I think as a match in a semi-final, I can't wait to see it. Sorry, oh, and that's the one I'm going to, actually. <laughs> um, but I'm going to go and see Ballon Mallard against Warren Point, and I think it's going to be a fantastic occasion at Mournview. In terms of who's going to win, if this match had been played a month ago, I'd have been tipping Ballon Mallard here today. But Warren Point have suddenly got their mojo back. And when I look at their players, you've got Simon Kelly, who is like the captain fantastic. I know he hasn't been playing recently, but he scored a hat-trick in the last round. Um, you have Philip Donnelly, who I have so much time for up front. Um, uh, Francis McCaffrey as well. You know, you've got wee Eamon Skinnell at left-back, Shauna Foster at right-back. I could go through the team. They've all been exceptional this season. Um, but when Ballon Mallard go there, I know a Harry McConkie team will give absolutely everything to the final whistle. And it could be really tight. 
My hunch is, and I wouldn't be surprised if it goes to extra time, but my hunch is Warren Point will just snake it in a really entertaining match to play because they both play um, a, an attacking brand of um, attractive football. Now that could be the Scott Warren Point, Harry, so don't worry about it. So <laughs> I'm going to go, not, Harry, yeah. I'm going to go 2-1 yeah. to Warren Point. Right, what do you think, Owen? I don't know much about, about Harry's team, Balnamar. I haven't really been keeping an eye on that league this year, but... I say, as Stephen says, there Warren Point in the last three or four weeks have been been very good, and I've uh, been very friendly with Simon Kelly, you know, and I say Simon and the manager's doing a very, very good job down there. We went down there what about eight weeks ago and found it very difficult, but I say Balmain going well too. And it's great to see you just from where Harry's here. It's great to see a, a team from the next division doing it under the semi final, and it'll be great for one of the two teams to get to the final. So. I just sat in the fence with that one. <laughs> it's going to go to penalties, isn't penalties, it? Penalties, penalties, penalties. <laughs> uh, right, OK, you boys are, are playing at the Oval. Um, hopefully the pitch is good for you on that particular day. I know, I know up in Coleraine the pitch has caused a bit of havoc, particularly with penalty taken yeah. in recent times. So maybe, maybe finger crossed for you guys. I hope it doesn't go to penalties. What way do you see it going, Bigo? Oh, it's an exceptional game of football. Do you know what? After I'm at Mournview Park, if it doesn't go to extra time, I might fly up to the Oval and see this one. This... It's 50-50, Pete. It really is, because I, I look at Crusaders. Now, I tipped Crusaders at the start of the And you're not going to go back on what you originally said. I not that, because that's wrong. And both these guys would understand. That's, I, I think, I think it's, 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 it's all eggs in the basket um, for Stephen Baxter and his men at, at Crusaders for the Cup. I think they've made, they've made no um, secret, of, secret that. of what they're going for the yeah. Cup. And when you look at the Crusaders team, you know the spine is always so important for that team. And I look at Jordan Owens. Um, uh, he's like... Um, Crusaders, uh, he's like the, the your version, you know, the version of you in many ways. Only a bit uh, taller. Only a bit taller. Um, but he's a brilliant player for, for Crusaders and so important. David Cushley's having a phenomenal season. Um, uh, I think it's well worth mentioning Jordan Forsyth and Matthew Snoddy, who I think are having really good seasons and sometimes they go under the radar. But then I look at Coleraine and you've got big game players like Owen, Jamie McGonagall, Dean Shields, Jamie Glacken's done well. Um, uh, Stephen Larry, who's going to be up against his brother, Philip. You know, there's fan- fantastic contests all over the pitch. Pete, but again, I've got to stick with what I thought at the start of the season. It'll be 3-2, and it'll be one of the games of the season. Crusaders to play Warren Point in the final. I know Owen Wall says, I'll just echo what I said to Harry. That means nothing in the reality. No, no, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a no-no draw now. <laughs> uh, Harry, how do you see it going? No, again... Stevie's just listed, but when I'm sitting here listening to the quality of the player that he's coming out with, you know, again, my season's been largely focused, as you appreciate, on the championship. And yes, I'll be dipping into and follow, of course, the Premiership. But uh, I would say that, you know, Rodney, I know very well too. Again, as they say, he was here with us 2007 and had a great influence on that. And that final, uh, he's a a very, very uh, shrewd manager, um, as is Stevie Baxter, who I know also very well. And it's again, I just feel on the day, the team, we're talking about ourselves, who performs, you know, that there's, there's so little between them. Um, but the magic that they have in this man here from Korean, of course, and, and again, Jordan Owens, um, Patterson, we played in the League Cup early on in the year, and you could see it was, it was definitely, I feel, a transitional period for, for Crusaders in this adjustment to full-time football. And that night, though, I remember watching some of the players that weren't even taking part in the game going across the pitch and looking at the, you know, the quality that they had. And um, I think, yeah, that somebody's going to step out of the out of the, the, the group, but it's going to be this man here, perhaps, or or Big Jordan, possibly. Um, 
and, and pop that all-important goal, but I don't think there's going to be very much in it. So I, you're going to sit on the fence too? I, I'm not going to sit on the fence. I actually do think, I do think that uh, Coleraine and Pippet, you know. And it's worth pointing out, by the way, that Harry, you used to play for Coleraine. Yeah. You played in Europe for Coleraine yeah. and you were the first room, roommate of a certain Michael O'Neill. Well, you kept that quiet. I was part of that squad that went, yes, to, to Brandenburg Stahl in, in East Germany, yeah, all those years ago. So, um, and yes, Michael O'Neill was 16 years of age at the time. And uh, of course, I have it a vintage Coleraine from that, that period. We won the Ulster Cup that year against uh, Linfield, I think it was 1-0 at mm-hmm. the Oval. Um, and there's no doubt about it. Uh, I do always like to see Coleraine do well, but it's not, again, Crusaders, I know Stevie very well, and I just know that the, they, you're right, the focus is very much for them, I think, on the Irish Cup now. And, and uh, how would you bet against them? But uh, there's something tells me just that... Uh, Coleraine's going to spoil the party. I'll tell you what, Pete, we're in for an absolutely phenomenal day, and it's been brilliant talking to two of the great characters of Irish League football about it. Um, I think... The Irish Cup semi-finals this year will be something to remember in years to come. Absolutely. Well, listen, gentlemen, uh, to you both and your teams, best of luck for the weekend. Hope you enjoy the occasion and the day. Uh, Bigo, thank you. That's our lot for this week. Thank you very much for watching. Enjoy the Irish Cup semi-final weekend. It's going to be an absolute belter. We'll chat to you next week.